Hey, it's not quite the DeLorean, but we're going back in time with a new podcast feed full of all my favorite interviews in the history of the Bill Simmons podcast. We're coming up on seven years now. I've had an unbelievable collection of athletes, celebrities, showrunners, directors, Matt Damon, Denzel Washington, Adam Sandler, Kevin Garnett, Shirley Theron, Tom Hanks, Bill Burr, Kevin Durant, Peyton Manning, The Undertaker, Eddie Vedder, Kyrie Irving. Yeah, he actually came on. Dave Grohl, Quavo, Barack Obama. I mean, what else can I tell you? I've had Al Pacino with Barry Levinson. I've had people like Steph Curry, Jason Bateman, John C. Riley, Jonah Hill. I could just, I could keep going and going. But wait, there's more. Whether it's your first time or you're planning on revisiting some of your favorites, make sure you head to BillSimmonsInterviews.TheRinger.com for the entire archive. You can sort by genre, year, and more to easily navigate all your favorite people. Follow the Bill Simmons podcast, The Interviews, on Spotify now. It's The Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler and visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Let's roll, baby. Welcome in the East Coast Bias Boys. for counting down until week one of the NFL season begins. All the previews are done. We just got to get through a couple more weeks of miserable preseason games, which are the absolute worst. And no, Raheem. Don't tell me how profitable it is. Don't tell me how enjoyable it is. It sucks. I'm ready for the start of the year. And what we're also going to do here is identify a week one bet that the two, the three of us may like. So, boys, welcome in. Good morning. JJ, look, you're wrong, JJ, first of all. I love you, but I love preseason right now. See? I mean, look. Oh, my God. You guys, you, you got, and maybe this is me just too, like, down and out because my Yankees stink right about now. Don't 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 preach the the wonders of preseason football. I I know it might make you money. I can't watch this shit, dude. It's terrible. Well, week two is the week to watch because the teams are actually going to they unveil, might play for a they're going to have their starters yeah. for a little bit. Yeah, they so might. if you want to yeah. watch a little bit, yeah. get a little feel for what what kind of guys look like. I mean, the George Pickens market has already gone insane for for rookie of the year. He looks so good in week one. Pick it to Pickens. How many times are we going to say that through the course of the season? I wonder. Yeah, oh, hold yeah, on well, a I'm... second, though. Hold on a second, though. Remember preseason a year ago? Do you remember <laughs> the narrative around Jamar Chase preseason a year ago? Oh, he, 
he, he can't catch. He's got the dropsies. He's not going to make it in the NFL. First game, I think he went for like 200 yards. They're like, yeah, the hell with that. The hell with that. So let's be, let's be careful. I lost money on that one. Nice. That a boy. <laughs> I mean, you, you look at a guy like Trey Lance. I mean, he comes out and he looks like a star. I mean, he's 40 to one to win MVP right now. He has more, um, MVP bets than Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers put together. So there's some guys reacting to preseason. Um, and some of it may actually be correct. Okay. It is fun. It is fun. And by the way, on that Trey Lance thing, when we did our preview of that NFC West, you know, the the that was the big deciding factor. I think we all invested a tiny bit in San Francisco as a value play to win that division. It all comes down to Trey Lance, and we got a little bit of, of you know, positive vibrations out of that. Well, and I like the idea. Super Bowl hangover for the Rams, losing a player or two. Hungry Niner team. Listen, I was all bored. I have been all bored. Now, 41 on Trey Lance to win MVP. I'm not going to go that nuts, but I do think the Niners have a big year. Now, fellas, why are we gathered here today? We are gathered here today. We love each other. It's good to hang. It's good to mingle. But we want to get ahead of the market a little bit. Week one, less than a month away. Lines have been up on week one, probably Raheem since the schedule came out. So I'm sure there were some crazy lunatics who were betting these games in May or June and more power to you if that's the way you want to roll. So we were assigned with the idea of saying, all right, let's go through the week one court, not every single game, but find one or two early leans that really stand out. So what we're going to do is each of us have two games that we're going to share. We don't know what the games are going to be. I don't know what House likes. I don't know what Raheem likes. We don't We don't meet about this shit. We basically sit down. We, we let it rip. It's more fun that way. That's organic. That's the way we like to roll here on East Coast Bias. So how about this? Raheem, I'm going to start with you. Let's do a rapid fire. First bet, week one, that you can't wait to make. The floor is yours. Okay, I'm going to go with the New York Giants plus six. I also like them on the money line against the Tennessee Titans. I think you can get that at plus 230. I've already bet the plus six and a half. This line has come down already. Look, what did we say on the preview pod? We said the Titans are a a sell team. What did I say about the Giants? I said the Giants are a buy team. When you look at the Giants, obviously you have the decline. I mean, we look at the Titans, you have the declining player, Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, mixed with the fact that the offensive line isn't going to be as good. I mean, obviously, you you lose some guys. You lose Roger Saffold. You lose David Questenberry. And when you look at this Giants team, they can rush the passer. I mean, you got Leonard Williams. You got De- Dexter Lawrence. Anchoring the defensive line, the Giants. They get everybody back healthy. You got D- Daniel Jones. You finally got a lineup with, you You got Saquon Bar- Barkley in a contract year. You got Kenny Galladay. You got Ster- Sterling Shepard. You got... Kadarius Tony. They missed 24 games last year. All of these guys are healthy. You add Wendell Robertson. I think they're going to be able to attack this Titans secondary, which, I mean, really, I mean, they have three guys at corner who, I mean, they really aren't that great. I mean, they do have some safeties, but when you look at their corners, I think, I mean, what is it? Caleb Fulton, Christian Moulton, and Elijah Fairley. I think the Giants can attack them. So, I love the Giants plus six and a half. It's down to six now, but you could take them at six. You can take them on the money line. I think they win this game. There's some trends 
surrounding this team. I mean, when you look at Mike Vrabel, he's just four and seven as a favorite of six or more. Um, Roll underdogs in week one are 66 and 51 is 56% since 2010. Roll underdogs that didn't make the postseason the previous season. That's 73, 46, and four. That's 61%. And when you look at underdogs that won four to six games last season, that's 65, 33, and two. That's 66%. So all the trends and the metrics back up the Giants here. Wow, wow, wow. Listen, I know you're big on the Giants this year, which I think is insane. We agree (laughs) you're down on the Tennessee Titans and you're right to be down on the Tennessee Titans. Here's my fear with that pick, Raheem. A lot of the things you're bringing to the table are fair about regression from Tennessee, the health of the New York Giants. It's a first-year coach, a whole lot of new terminology within a playbook, and I just don't love the idea of getting on board with that in week one. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to play Tennessee. I'm not. I'm just mm-hmm. saying I'm st- that is not going to be a super contest play for me. House, you were wondering if we were going to have agreement. That's one I looked at right off the board and said, no, thank you, Giants and Titans. I'm out. Well, you're on the outside looking in then, JJ, because I had this one circled as my believe our own bullshit bet of the week. This is the number one week <laughs> one boob bet of the week. Am I allowed to say that on this podcast? I think I am. I hope so. The boob hope so. bet of the week. We are believing our own BS. Raheem went through the whole card. I have all these notes sitting here staring me in the face. Look at this. As first, at the top of it, it says boob bet of the week. I absolutely agree with the Giants. I think the thing that, uh, JJ, to your point around sort of the installation of new terminology and new approach, I view that as a positive. It's a, They're moving into the 21st century. Their previous two coaches were Joe Pizza Judge and Jason the Clapper Garrett. I mean... This is a, a team that is going to recognize in Brian Dayball that he has a quarterback that can throw the ball down the field. Three healthy wide receivers. Raheem hit on the bad injury luck that the Giants had on, offensively last year, and they have absolutely shored up the offensive line. I'm on board with the trends. The Giants have been good over the last two seasons as an underdog. Six and three against the spread uh, at, 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 with when Jones is under center. 14 and 7. Uh, they were that was against the spread last year. 14 and 7 as a dog the last two seasons when Daniel Jones comes out and plays. I, I'm on these Giants. We already missed the market opportunity as we're sitting here right now at six and a half, but six is still actionable for me. I got on it. I love this Giants play. Okay, fellas. You guys know I host New York, New York. So a lot of the audience is probably thrilled that the two of you are on the New York Giants. I staying away from the New York Giants here. Too many bad things about Kenny Galladay looking like a total stiff. Too much PTSD with the Giants over the last couple of years. Even with all these trends, underdogs, Jones, you name it. Here's what I'm going to do, though. I'm going to piss off a good majority of my audience. So my first play for week one, and I am going to take this game every which way. I'm teasing it. It's in parlays. This is the game that I have circled immediately. The Baltimore Ravens, week one, against the New York Jets. And let me tell you something. I don't care who's playing quarterback for the Jets. If it's Wilson hobbled, if it's old man Flacco, I don't care. The Ravens are back to being the Ravens. I think this is a statement game for them. 
right out of the gate. We had a lot of bad luck. We had a lot of things go against us a year ago. We are hitting the ground running to start off this year. Now, I know it's going to end up being one of those classic public plays. Like, I know the, the Ravens are going to be on that side. The Colts are going to be on that side. The Niners, who I think are taking on the Chicago Bears, they're going to be in that department. But the Ravens are a team that I'm a believer in. I think all three of us like Baltimore to go and win this division. I think this is a double-digit win for them. I really do. I think they'll run the ball effectively. I think Lamar will cook. It's an inexperienced Jets secondary. And you throw in the questions for the Jets at quarterback. Love Baltimore. Tease them every which way. But minus seven, sign me up right now. Am I getting a blessing from the two of you? Okay, I agree with you in the sense that I do think the Ravens are going to win this game, but I can't lay seven points in this spot. I do think there's some straight sixes in the market. If you can find those straight sixes, I think you you have to pick those up. But seven is a little rough for me, um, but I, I totally agree with you. Obviously, the trend support this. And the 14 years with John Harbaugh as the Ravens coach, the, the Ravens are 10 and four against the spread in week one. Um, and I mean, he's very similar to Andy Reid, where he's nine and five against the spread off regular season by. So you give Harbaugh and this coaching staff extra time to prepare. You got a healthy roster. I mean, look, you see what they do in preseason every year. I mean, they haven't lost in 21 games. And week one is an extension of that. I mean, you're going up against. Joe Flacco, um, who is, I mean, Larry Holmes status at this point. So I agree with you, but I, I think you want to find a six or a six and a half. And, and I'm with Raheem uh, and, and you as well, JJ, but I'm going to prefer to play this uh, on the money line in one of my favorite uh, teaser plays. legs. That's a teaser yeah. leg special, well, isn't a, it? It's a teaser oh, yeah. leg and it's also a money line parlay leg. I always like to do, take a couple favorites and combine them early on in the season. You know, the big faves and and not I don't want to lay the points until I see them play a little bit, but I don't mind that as a cornerstone money line parlay leg. Okay, House. Now we're gonna have some fun with this. We're gonna reverse the order. Your second favorite play for week one. I gave Raheem the honors. Now you just hit one 320 center cut on the second hole. We're going to hole three. So uh you gotta stick it on the green, my man. I'm feeling good. You know what? I like to make my good friends uh, out in, in Minnesota feel good as well. First of all, crazy setup to this schedule. 11 home underdogs to start off uh, week one. Uh, uh, unbelievable. But I love this uh, position of the Minnesota Vikings getting points at home against the Green Bay Packers. They have the best uh, uh, home field advantage record in the NFC if you wipe out the, the the 2020 season where there were no fans in the stands. And I just like the the direction that Minnesota is headed in. Another one of these darlings and duds matchups where, you know, Minnesota is a little bit of a darling in terms of potential divisional winner. Everybody's looking at the, the, the improvement that will come from just getting rid of stale Zimmer. The philosophy of Kevin O'Connell come out with a pass-heavy offense and you know they're they're uh unleashing i i, I understand all of the, the laughs that will come from this comment that i'm about to make but unleashing kirk cousins on early downs i think is actually going to be a, a good thing for minnesota uh the, the dalvin cook has demonstrated success against green bay um and there is an incredible trend 
Now, I'm not a pure trend better, but I like it when a trend, you know, lines up with um, my, my uh, approach to the thing. Home underdogs in division games since 2009, 19-5 against the spread. Ooh, five, I like 5-0 oh against the spread since 2018. And this is really a crucial division game to start the season. So I just love the buzz in that building. I love the feeling that I'm getting sitting down at 4:30 on the East Coast to watch this game. I can I can see that whole stadium doing that skull, skull, that chant and it's giving me uh you know the hairs are on the back of my neck standing up. Let me get Minnesota getting some points at home against Green Bay to start the season. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios Kingdom and the Planet of the Apes as a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race. A young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom and the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Raheem, I think House listened to our NFC North uh, preview where I was very, very bullish on Minnesota. Even frisky enough to maybe throw a couple of shekels down on their bet to win a division. I'm going to need a win in week one if the Vikings are going to end up beating the Green Bay Packers. Home, got to find a win, way to win those head-to-head games. So, of course, that game has my blessing. But, Raheem, game two. I still have, I have a lot of question marks in, in terms of the Minnesota Vikings. Obviously, we do like them to go over their win total. But I think the one thing we haven't seen from this team is that we haven't seen their first team starters play yet. So I, I don't have a lot of information on them. I still want to, I kind of want to wait this out. I mean, obviously, um, Kirk Cousins caught COVID last week and you didn't see the first team with the new head coach. So I'm waiting until this week. I really want to see how they play um, before I make a decision on this. But um, I mean, the one thing I can say is that, I mean, you look at a guy like Romeo Doves, I mean, his, he's probably the biggest <laughs> riser in terms of fantasy football, can he be one of those guys for the Packers? So I'm going to wait this out. Game two. I guess I'll take the floor here. Yeah. I had this game circled. Now, full disclosure, fellas. It's not my Dolphins against the Patriots. As much as I want to stick it to Bill from Los Angeles, and oh, by the way, Tua <laughs> undefeated against Bill Belichick as a NFL starting quarterback. It's not the direction I'm going. That's too cliche. It's too obvious. Everybody expected me to go that way. I'm taking my fandom out of it. This game I have circled because it's a revenge game. It's the Chargers mm. taking on the Raiders. We know what happened at the end of last year. The Chargers screwed up the playoffs. Brandon Staley screwed up the playoffs. And overtime, going for it in his own 15-yard line, you name it. I get a Charger team that has no home field advantage. I understand that. There are going to be a lot of Raider fans in the crowd. But the Raiders have a new coach. The Raiders trying to maybe find what their identity is going to be. And I think the Chargers are absolutely loaded. I, I think they've made some terrific pickups on defense. I think this is a statement game for them. If, they, if you go back to when they played the Raiders last year at home, 
absolutely smoked the Raiders on a Monday night. Now, that was in the middle of the John Gruden fiasco. So maybe you want to put uh, a little bit of an asterisk on that performance, but that's fine. I may wait on this one because it seems like the public is coming in on Vegas and the line has already moved down a half point. But my goodness, if I could get three with the team that to me is flat out better in the Chargers at home, done. Where do I sign? I love them in this spot. Chargers, 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 guys. So I'm going with two favorites, Ravens, Chargers in week one. Look, I mean, I've said earlier this year on our podcast that the Raiders are a team that I was looking to fade. I mean, they were 21st in DVOA, negative 65-point differential. I mean, look, the fourth team in NFL history to make the playoffs with a point differential of negative 65 or more. They've overperformed their win total by almost like three games. So this is a team that I'm looking to fade this year. And it looks as as though the market is really, really high on this team. Obviously, you had you add Devontae Adams. (sighs) To me, I'm just I'm just not seeing it. I mean, this is still a bad offensive line. They look good in preseason. Um, I don't think you can take this number now with the the Chargers laying three and a half. I think you want to wait for this to come down. I'm still thinking this through, but. I I lean towards your direction. I have no reason to argue with it either, JJ. I I, uh, actually like that potentially as a teaser leg just to get through the three. Um, I might even, even that, that, that could be my question on that. I I got, I got, I got, we don't want to tease through zero, right? We never want to. No, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. We're still Um, dusting this, the, 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 the metrics off here. You know, we all need a refresher at the beginning of the uh, house. Join the club. You know, That's it's it. like the beginning of the at, at some, at some point we're going to do at some point we're going to do an episode of how to bet the NFL. And I think one of the things that you want to look at is Stanford long teasers. Um, obviously, you want to tease towards those key numbers of um, you want to tease from th- from three to nine um, T through the six and the seven. So. You, you don't want to be teasing through zero. Yeah, I was you, I was off the cuff. I'm looking at my Minnesota plus two. I was going to say how Minnesota that, would be a great tease. That's the, like per, to that's get the them perfect leg oh, to yeah. start it off. That's right. All right, Raheem, we need a second play out of you, buddy. Let's go here. Okay. I we feel like this- you're dragging your feet. I feel like you really love the Giants and you're like trying to avoid that second no, no. play. I'm not avoiding it at all. We're going to go with the new. We're going to go with the New Orleans Saints minus five. This is probably a bigger edge than the, the the Titans game, if you ask me. Um, to me, I mean, this number is five. It opened up at four. I actually have this model that closer to seven and eight. And I, I mean, what are the things that we've said about the the, the Falcons? They're probably going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. I mean, they were seven and ten last year. They had the fourth worst point differential in the NFL. And according to Football Outsiders, they're probably the worst seven win team in their database. And they're going to be facing a Saints team who, I mean, they get everybody back from injury. What did we say about the Baltimore Ravens? They were one of the worst teams in terms of injuries last year. What did I say about the Giants? We're one of the worst teams in terms of injuries last year. So we're continuing on this trend of taking those teams who are coming back healthy. So, I mean, you got one of the best defenses in the league. You add Tyron Matthew, who, um, obviously, when you look at the wide receiving core, the wide receiving core, I mean, like, you get Michael Thomas back. Um, you you add Chris Olay. You got um, Jarvis Landry. You got a healthy Jameis Winston. We all know Jameis Winston can slang the rock. They're facing this this Falcons team. Um, you look at the Falcons. I mean, they have Casey um, Hayward and 
I mean, you you have two good corners, but besides that, the secondary is weak. They can't rush the passer, and they have a bad offensive line. So I think the Saints go out there and absolutely dominate this team. Look, we like the Saints to go over. I think I even said take a, a, a flyer on the Saints to win the NFC South. So I'm going Saints minus five here. This line should be seven or eight. I think you got to take this now because it won't be there by game. Yeah, I like that. Raheem, I'm surprised. Why is that line only five? I mean, it's week one. I, I think a lot of times you you see the, the, the books take a conservative approach towards these things. And obviously the Saints didn't make the playoffs last year. So a lot of times when you have these teams who didn't make the playoffs, they are a little bit undervalued in the market coming in next year. But I think you, you're seeing a lot of sharp money on the Saints over on the win total. So I, I just think this number is short. So let, the, the two reasons I would uh, offer up any kind of caution whatsoever, uh, and I'm seeing it in the market at, at five and a half. Um, so, you know, the, the, it may yet continue to move. But the two reasons that I might be a little cautious with this one, just a little, uh, the public money is going to be all over the Saints, right? It's already 83% um, on the Saints on the spread, 66% of the bets according to FanDuel uh, right now, on the Saints. And I expect both of those numbers um, to climb as, as you know, folks really start to sit down and, and consider the markets. The only other thing I'll observe, it's another um, it, it divisional game to start off the season, Atlanta at home getting points. Now, we don't bet trends blindly, but if you believe, you know, that that, that trend, you know, tends to, to, to play out 19 and five since 2009, five and oh since 2018, the, the, the home dog in the divisional matchup cashing against the spread. Um, that those are the only kind of cautions I can urge, but I think the Falcons are in the running to be, uh, among the worst teams in the NFL. That's not exactly a revelation. So, it, uh, and all of us love the saints. Um, so I'm inclined to play the saints, but trying to come up with some, something, to argue to the contrary. Boys, I think we got a good feel of the week one card. Now, the problem is we got to wait a month until we actually see these games in action. And I feel like there's so much more that I'm going to add and there's so much more trouble I'm going to get into. And one thing we got to correct this year, guys, is last year I got off to a rotten start. I was like Brian Flores in the Miami Dolphins. I wasn't like one in seven bad, but like my September was horrendous. And I really turned it on in like November and December. So I feel like I need to change the philosophy as we go through the year. And I think my biggest mistake, and I'm going to leave you guys with this, and I want a parting thought, is I am too loyal to the teams that I believe in come preseason time. And I feel like with certain teams, I just, I can't let go. You know what I mean? Like, there are certain teams that I just can't let go. I keep betting them. I keep waiting for them to turn it around. And sometimes that don't happen. When do you, Raheem and House, take what you thought in the preseason, right? Watch the first week or two and say, you know what? I can't let these preseason thoughts keep infiltrating my head. When do you get to that point? Um, I think it varies team to team. I think, like, a good example of that, was the Cleveland Browns last year. You look at a team like the Cleveland they, Browns. They screwed me. I lost a lot of money on I, them. Good point. I, I, you had a lot of sharp money on them last year. And they come out, and they're absolutely dominating the Kansas City Chiefs in week one. They blow the game. 
And then, to me, that was a microcosm of their season. So it's easy to, you know, get caught up in a scenario where, oh, this team should have won this game. And then before you know it, they find themselves in a lot of close games where they're blowing games. So it's just you got to know when to pivot. I mean, it is a case-by-case basis. Even you look at a team like the Arizona Cardinals, I think a lot of a lot of people weren't high on them last year, and they came out and went 7-0 and to start the year. So you got to know when to pivot. I, I think a lot of times that, that normally comes around week three for me because obviously, you know, you look at week two, that's historically a time when, when people overreact to what they saw in week one, and they tend to almost go against their preseason thoughts. So I try not to do that, but I think around week three, week four, you have a good idea what these teams are the team start to be priced properly and you can kind of move on from there. Yeah. And just to pick up on Raheem's point, I have a special interest in and try and read like what the local papers have to say in instances with new coaches. Philadelphia was a good example of this last season. Philadelphia changed their offensive approach, their game plan mid season. They showed an incredible ability to, uh, to adjust, to be mindful of what their strengths were. And when they went from, you know, pass-heavy, early-down offense to an offense that, that began to run the ball, they made the playoffs because of that adjustment. And it was really uh, uh, an incredible metamorphosis. Now, with, there are a, a whole slew of, of new coaches uh, across the NFL this year, and we have some perspectives on the various teams, but I'll be paying special attention to my attitude towards, like Minnesota, right? I have good feelings about Kevin O'Connell. The same thing is true of the Giants. I have good feelings about Brian Dayball, but I'm not going to just, you know, blindly ride them through, you know, the first uh, six weeks of the, of the season if there's aspects to, to their approach that don't play out the way that our optimism suggests. Boys, let the fun begin. Uh, East Coast Bias, I'm sure we'll reunite soon. Great work by Stefan. And uh, I, I'm sensing a lot of family unity as we get closer and closer to week one and beyond. But you can't force it, you know? You can't force you know it, what? fellas. I'm actually shocked that neither one of you guys said the San Francisco 49ers against the Chicago Bears. I mean, the Chicago Bears, I mean, they look like a, a three-win they team. Suck. Like that they suck. I think they're going to be the worst line. team in the NFL. For I'm so surprised that neither one of y'all had that as, as one of your picks, San Francisco 49ers minus well, six and a half. Raheem, we still got time to add it to the card. It's very early, my friend. You know, yeah, that I'm going to be honest with you guys. That line will not be there. I mean, we're already seeing some sevens in the market. That that line's probably going to be seven, seven, seven and a half. For Raheem Palmer and Joe House, fellas, enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy your early week one betting. The game will be back soon. See you later.